Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys. Welcome to our show. It's a big pleasure to learn more today because we had a great session with Neil Patel. And right now, uh, I'm so excited to discuss about uh, content marketing and audio with Tell Florentine. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, How are you? Yeah. It's a big pleasure. I check out your profile. Yeah, you have awesome experience. Before we start, just tell more about your experience, background, and why you decided to pay more attention with audio. Wow, I, get, I have a good story for you. So uh, my, my background is kind of uh, uh, long, so I'll, I'll keep it short. But I originally started from uh, software engineering. I spent my first uh, professional 10 years uh, doing uh, development and software engineering, uh, database management, and uh, managing teams and projects on, on uh, uh, digital projects. Uh, and after a decade, I did a twist in my, in my story and took my design passion and took it into the world of user experience design. Uh, so around the last uh, 15 years or so, I've been designing experiences for uh, top 500 companies. Uh, I'll give you some highlights. Uh, I designed more than 200 digital products uh, around totally different uh, verticals and worlds of content. Uh, from top uh, companies such as uh, Microsoft, Intel, and uh, so forth, and uh, uh, improving uh, funnels on uh, progressive insurance uh, funnels on mobile and stuff like this, and uh, up to uh, you know um, mobile app design for startup companies you never heard about and you'll never hear, hear right because they probably don't exist anymore uh some of them so uh this was kind of a lot of my time and in the local market uh, i come from israel and in my local market i uh i teach user experience for uh uh more than a decade and train professionals to become user experience designer uh in designers in their job so uh i, I spend a lot of my my years uh actually shaping interfaces and understanding the connection between human uh, and digital uh, platforms. Uh, I, I had a lecture a few months ago and I, I wanted to come with some statistics about my background and I tried to calculate. So I think I designed more than 7,500 uh, interfaces, you know, taking a white paper and turning it into a layout for a digital interface. Uh, so. I always say that I have very intimate uh, relationship with pixels. I'm actually, I, I have coming from the logical background of software engineering. There's always a logic behind why you do the things that you do. There's an algorithm of how to design a screen. So this is what I've been doing uh, around 15 years now. Uh, I wrote a book about user experience design. Uh, it was published in three different languages. I won uh, the UX award, which is an international award for design and some highlights around that. And uh, one of the uh, things that uh, may, may be interesting happened is that I moved from visual design into dealing with audio, which wouldn't be trivial for somebody like me. And the reason for that is mainly because of the problem I had, which was uh, I, I've been uh, as a professional consultant and speaker around the, the last uh, many years, 
uh, I always have to be the, the, the most updated person in the room. You know how it is. A user experience basically deals with everything. And it would be embarrassing if somebody in the room tells me about something I didn't know about. And I have to be aware of everything, both as a consultant as an, and a speaker. And the problem is that we're dealing with so much information and you can't actually deal with all of that. So what happened in the world of content around the last decade, I always uh, really like uh, Seth Godin. He's kind of the guru uh, person in, in, in marketing over so many years. And I think it was 10 years ago or something like that, that it, he, he said that content marketing is the only, con the only marketing left because there's no reason to do any other types of content anymore because it's, you know, the big sharks are going to take your ad uh, management and, you know, TV commercials and do kind of uh, uh, big uh, activity, but smaller companies don't have the privilege to fight with them. So all you have left is to create content. And what happened since then is that everybody creates tons of content for search engines and for human beings. And then when content marketing doesn't work, you do you create clickbait where you, you write some kind of a title saying seven things you need to know now in order to be a millionaire in seven minutes or something like this. And then you actually find yourself dealing with too much information and we just have no time to do that. So... My story with audio is, is interesting. I started uh, to try to fix that problem with uh, hiring a personal assistant. So I hired a professional assistant uh, by the name of Michelle. Uh, she came from the Philippines and her job was to, whenever I, I bump into an article that I want to know what's there, uh, what I did is ask, uh, I put the link in a Google sheet and I asked Michelle to create a summary write a summary of the article for me so I don't need to read the full thing. And then she was starting to send me uh, kind of uh, three paragraphs by email to each one of the articles that I didn't read. So for two seconds, it looked like a productivity service that kind of makes me uh, more, more productive. But I think it took three or four uh, weeks for me to find out that I have a new folder in my uh, inbox, in my email. Uh, which was, the name was uh, Summaries I Have to Read, and it had uh, 40 unread items. So basically, Michelle is creating summaries, and I don't read them. So basically, yeah. nothing nothing improved. Back to square one. Mm -hmm. So then I tried something else. I was actually doing a lot of projects with uh, crowdsourcing and kind of hiring people from the world to help me do things. So then I, I thought of an idea, what, what uh, would happen if instead of sending me the, uh, uh, the the text summary, Michelle would send the text summary to a voice narrator, mm -hmm. a professional narrator. So I hired a, another person. Uh, his name is Jason. And Jason came from the US. I was actually hiring uh, him from Upwork. Mm -hmm. And uh, I told Jason, you know, the, the audio that you're going to read out loud is just for me. You don't need to do it formal. You don't need to set your studio and stuff like this. You, you can actually... It's okay for you to make mistakes or, I don't know, breathe or things that people do. Uh, I, all I need is gen, just the audio version of that so I can listen to it on the go. And uh, the first time he sent me uh, three summarized uh, articles that Michelle created to uh, the email in MP3 file format. And I actually listened to the uh, three summaries uh, within seven minutes. 
And uh, amazingly, what happened is that seven minutes afterwards, I was able to tell you about things that are published in three articles without reading them. So whenever I talk about that, I, I, I show, when I talk about this in lectures, I show the, the scene from Matrix where Neo is connected to some kind of a plugged into a system where he wakes up and he says, I know Kung Fu. Mm -hmm. uh, so very famous uh, scene from uh, Matrix. It's from, uh, I think it's from 99. Uh, and amazingly, if you think about what technologies uh, grew around us since 99, uh, so so you have crazy things flying around us, you know, robots are starting to happen and uh, virtual reality and crazy stuff. Uh, you don't see us getting information quicker, uh, which is kind of a problem that still uh, sits in our, our uh, playground. And the thing is that we need to know much more, but we just don't, don't have the time for that. And uh, what happened is that I, I found a way to actually get to know more with less effort, which is kind of uh, a promising concept. So this was basically was so uh, fascinating for me to see how we can actually take that to the next level. Uh, so I actually stopped most of what I did and, and uh, started to play with that idea. And this is where Samurai was born, my, my company, which is uh, ju just to explain the name, which kind of makes sense after you know the background story. Samurai is a mix of, of the word summary and the uh, Samurai Warriors. Uh, where the idea behind the samurai warriors is that uh, like uh, 900 years ago, where Japanese tradition uh, uh, warriors were guarding the assets of landlords. So we, we try to basically do the same. We try to allow uh, professionals who are today's landlords uh, to guard their assets. Uh, and it's not the physical asset. It's the most important asset that we have, which is time. Uh, and the way we're trying to guard it is by taking the knowledge that we want to consume and turn it into uh, either just audio or shortened audio and allow this to basically fit into your time in a way that would work uh, more and would allow us to actually learn more without being uh, need, without the need to actually stop what we're doing and spend time doing that because we just can't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So uh, then what happened is that I started the journey of actually designing interactions uh, in order to be able to to allow people to consume content, the content that they need in audio format. And the other side of that is allowing companies uh, to turn the content that they create into something that fits the uh, behavior that all of us uh, need. And this is where audio becomes an issue. So yeah. this is kind of the, the, uh, the, the story of where everything, uh, the, the, the journey that led me to dealing with audio on a daily basis. And this is what I've been doing for the last uh, five or six years. So mm -hmm. nice, nice. Love your experience. Um, yeah, uh, I like uh, reading books from Seth Godin. And yeah, I, I remember this quote about uh, content marketing is one marketing left. I agree with that. Uh, but I can tell that we need to avoid other uh, aspects of marketing, you know, uh, but uh, in most cases, if you <coughs> don't produce content, uh, don't use content marketing, you can't use uh, other aspects because content marketing creates brand awareness, creates trust, authority, uh, experience, and uh, most customers want to get value first. Yeah, when they get value, <laughs> they uh, can jump uh, with buying your products as well. So yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, okay, let's talk more about audio. 
uh, how today uh, companies can uh, create this content, where they need to pay more attention, and how audio content can help to cover their uh, customers. So, so let's let's go on from the the, the point that we we got to. We we both agree that content marketing is critical for brands to to mm-hmm. create awareness because nobody buys anything anymore uh, in the first uh, meeting point or something like that. We have to build relationships. And content is the base, uh, basic element for creating these relationships. And, and you said an important uh, word. You talked about value. We want to give you before we actually ask for something uh, from you, right? Because then we build uh, uh, authority and we build uh, uh, trust and so on. So we, we definitely, both of us agree that content marketing is critical. Uh, but I think the problem is that uh, if I'll take Seth Godin's uh, role, uh, and update it to today's world, what I think we have to figure out is uh, the fact that uh, nowadays content marketing is so all over the place and you're bombarded with the endless amount of content and what happens, and I think most marketers know that and feel that, is that you still go and create more and more content, but it doesn't work like it used to work because... Everybody is swamped with too much information getting from uh, anywhere uh, to their uh, to, to their rooms and uh, uh, worlds, and then we don't find uh, the ability to consume the content that we got. So let's take an example. You invested a lot of time creating an ebook. Uh, if mm-hmm. you talk about statistics, by the way, the uh, the amount paid by professionals to create an ebook is usually around five thousand dollars per ebook because you have to do a research and then wrap the content and then uh, write it and edit it and then design it and pack it and create a landing page where they get the, the, the ebook and so forth. And at the end, when consumers, customers, potential buyers get to your website and you do advertisement around that ebook, people look at the ebook and they say, I want that because the title looks like a promising thing. And they actually leave the content, uh, contact details and get the ebook. But I, I think we have to admit that nobody actually finds the time to actually read the ebook anymore. Mainly the professionals who you want to work with, with which are, are busy. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that you spend a lot of efforts creating something that would theoretically uh, was aimed to uh, move your audience down the funnel and create awareness and, and you know, uh, product awareness and product uh, uh, need. And... Uh, and then turn them into buyers. But the thing is that they, you got their contact information because they download it, but they don't move down the funnel because they just don't have the ability to consume that content anymore. So I think the, the, the main understanding that leads me around the last uh, three or four years is that if we said that content marketing is the only marketing left, then I want to take it to the next stage and tell you that audio content marketing is the only content marketing left because all of the other options are basically too 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 uh, crowded. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this leads me to the fact that if you look at professionals, I, I think interesting things happened around the last uh, two years, or, or more than that. Uh, first of all, we we see that uh, we see that podcast uh, consumption is growing. So I've been talking about with professional marketers, digital managers about audio for six years or so. So I can tell you that uh, 
around uh, uh, six years ago, if you would meet a professional marketer and you would talk to them about audio, they would look at you in a strange uh, way and ask, isn't video what we're doing? What is audio? What, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. There was nobody to talk about uh, audio uh, back then. Uh, so then uh, something changed and we all started to consume podcasts. And if you look at co- podcast consumption, two interesting things. The leading podcast uh, uh, consumption is professional podcasts. Uh, after Joe Rogan, all of the rock stars, you know, that make a lot of uh, noise, then you get professionals because the reason why professional podcasts are growing is because professional people just don't find other times to get educated. So podcasts basically fit their world. And the other thing that is interesting to to see is that we would assume uh, we started uh, meeting COVID uh, two years ago. And then uh, after uh, podcasts have been growing, we assumed that podcasts are going to stop growing because there was kind of a connection between people driving and listening to audio. And then while assuming that this is going to stop, something interesting happened uh, across the last two years, and it is podcast growing consumption growing 150%, which then you find out that when you see how, how, many, how people basically consume their content, it's not related to driving anymore. It's related to any time that I have, which is not the time in front of my computer. Mm-hmm. And then I look at podcast consumption and I try to, f- to put that uh, next to content marketing. And then when you, today you talk about uh, audio with marketers, what they do is basically ask the question. Uh, they understand that audio is interesting, but then they, when you, you say audio, they replace the word audio with the word podcast and tell you what they think about podcasting. So I, I'll give you my personal uh uh, two cents about podcasts and it's not going to be very popular because mm-hmm. from my from my point of view creating podcasts a professional b2b podcast is a, a super hard uh, mission you have first of all to find the talent that would be super excited to do that because you can't ask from a content manager to create a podcast if they don't find themselves doing that so we need to find a passion to do that. And then you need consistency. And then you need to promote it and get people on board to follow you. And at the end, after you try to do that, and most cases, people uh, kind of their podcast dies after 10 episodes or five episodes. Uh, after you do all of that, you find that the ROI of doing that for the company is kind of mysterious. You do get uh, uh, improving your uh, uh, brand identity. But when you check your revenue, there's almost no way to actually understand if there is a connection between your effort on podcasts and what you try to achieve. Uh, so I'm coming from a point of view that, that says that, wait, but podcasts are just one way of doing audio. Usually a long format where we're spending around 45 minutes together sharing knowledge and kind of we need somebody on the other side who basically has 45 minutes, which is a lot to ask from people nowadays. And Mm -hmm. you're doing it for quite a while and it's working for you and you have followers and so on, which is totally not trivial. Uh, But then I I asked, what about the rest of the content that we created? Because we have tons of blog posts. We have million reports that we have on the website. We have white papers, case studies, eBooks, and so forth. Uh, Wouldn't you as a professional like to consume that in your audio time? 
but then you ask, wait, wait but this doesn't exist on podcast world. So I'm mm -hmm. saying, wait, it doesn't really have to exist on podcast world. It has to be audio and, and wait for you on your smartphone. So if I take that further to our philosophy and what we try to do, uh, we try to give uh, professionals who create content the ability to turn that in interaction with visitors into uh, allowing them to consume that content on the go. Uh, because this is the only time that they have, because when they are on their smartphones, they're not reading anything. And when they're on their desktops, which by the way would be a potential time for them to consume the content, they don't have time because they try to work and be productive and try to do their own work. So they don't read anything. And at the end of the day, they watch Netflix and don't read anything. So at the end, what happens is that nobody reads anything anymore. And mm -hmm. I think another important thing to, to understand is that I, I come from, a, you know, the Generation X. Uh, I think Generation Y are kind of in between. Uh, I, I think the main difference is that I was educated in a world of text. I was educated that you have to read in order to get ready for a test. And if you come from to a meeting, you have to read the material before. And then I found out that I can't deal with the amount of things that I have to read. And I apologize on a daily basis that I wasn't ready enough because I didn't find time to read and I'm sorry. Then you get Generation Y, which is kind of mixed in between the worlds. Uh, but then what happens is that Generation Z was born to a world of too much information. And the thing is that, that they basically don't try to fight with that. They know that they don't have any chance and they don't expect themselves to deal with that too much information. So they basically say, we all know TLDR, uh, too long didn't read. You know, if you want me to consume that content, do something with your content because I'm not going to consume it. And it's not because of me. It's because of you. It's your mm -hmm. problem. It's not my problem. So then what we find out is that uh, Generation Y and Generation Z basically consume audio as a much more natural way of content consumption and we always had have the fight around uh whatsapp is really strong in israel uh it's, mm -hmm. it's the main communication tool amazingly it's not like that in all across the world but whatsapp is basically the main communication tool uh, on a on a you know daily basis between people both professional and personal and we always have the fight around uh asking why why young people leave an audio message which is kind of the most, most annoying thing you can do for a Generation X because they don't know what's in there and they, they have to spend their time listening and they don't know why it, what it is. So basically you put a bomb in, in their living room and you're kind of leaving it there for them to deal with. And I have to listen to that, but I don't want to listen to that because I want to read what's in it for me. But then you see that they communicate, Generation Z communicate with each other by audio because it's easy for them and they're okay with kind of accepting audio because they know that it's easier than writing. So they agree among themselves to actually be to, to use audio consumption as a baseline, which isn't something that I didn't have as a, as a young person and as a professional later on. So I think audio, it becomes the main uh, communication tool for the younger ages. So they expect to have an audio, and then when you throw text at them, they basically don't understand what you want from them and why you don't communicate in a way that fits their world. And then you find that there is a clash of uh, generations. Uh, so I think the main thing that uh, if we go to the bottom practical line, and then now, now we can kind of take tactics for doing that, 
is uh, my philosophy starts at the basic idea that says that all the types of content that you create should also be in audio format. It's not instead you have a white paper, go ahead and put a PDF document. But in addition to that, give me a way to consume it in an audio version. And then you find out that this type of content is not podcast material. You basically have to find a way to create your branded audio channel. And then you find out that there's a problem here because nobody created uh, a place where audio can live in a way that allows you to actually manage that besides podcasts, but podcasts are less relevant. Uh, and then what happens is that companies take their WordPress website and stick a, an audio player within the, uh, the, the text, which is kind of saying we put audio, but then what you find out is that your users get to your blog post, for example. And the problem for them is that not that they want to understand whether to read or listen, the main problem is that they found your blog post while they were at work and they weren't available to consume it. So what they want is not either to read or listen. They want a way for this to be waiting on their listening time for later. And this is basically where we created a feature called Plater, which is a mix of play and later. So the idea behind Plater is a feature that you put on your blog post. It allows to play the content, but it also allows you to send the content for later and get it in an audio version that will be waiting on your mobile phone. So uh, the way that it works is that we either create an audio format for the uh, text or create a summarized version for that uh, because you want the main key points instead of the full text for Google. And then when, when users get to your blog post, they have the ability to uh, send it to uh, their mobile and then you should choose whether you want to have it gated and ask for their email for them to become uh, you know, registered uh, consumers. And then this, is, this becomes a way to get leads. Or alternatively, my favorite way is not to put the barrier, the, the kind of the barrier before the content consumption, but give them a way to consume it later on by sending it to their email or to a text message or allow, give them a, a QR code that you can scan, which is features that we provide. And then you scan through your mobile phone, and then you have the branded audio player, which is waiting on the web. Uh, and what we basically built is a branded web player, uh, a CMS, a content management system that allows you to create your branded channel, which is audio first. So what it creates is a way for your audience to consume audio without the need to download an app, go to net, their Spotify player, or actually download, uh, get to uh, another place. Uh, so it becomes a natural thing that we start with bumping into the content on desktop. You send it for later and consume it on the go with your mobile phone through the web-based uh, uh, branded uh, white label uh, uh, player. And then uh, the last element that kind of completes that is that we designed our player to include the call to action button. So at the end of your listening, you're going to have an offer saying, by now, register for a webinar, uh, I don't know, fill in the form, navigate to our store, uh, call now to our representatives, whatever. So then you take the content strategy that you have on desktop and you turn it into audio and allow the, con the customer journey to actually continue from desktop to audio to mobile and then back to your business. 
And this would be a much better way to fit the way that people nowadays consume their content. So it would be actually respecting what they expect instead of just putting our content and waiting for them to change their behavior, which will never happen. Uh, so another twist on that is let's take your ebook and turn it into audio. So then you say, but I wouldn't put it on, on podcast channels because it's not a podcast, it's something else. So in that case, what we uh, offer is a way for you to, to break your ebook into smaller chapters and create a playlist and put it on a branded web page, uh, a branded web player, which is what Samurai uh, offers to do. Uh, and then we can actually tell you, here's the ebook that you wanted, but you don't, you you wouldn't even need, need to read it. You will be able to listen to it on the go, yeah, like you listen to the other uh, audiobooks that you listen on the go and other podcasts. So then, what happens is that if this content is relevant for me, more than listening to the next chapter of the podcast I'm uh, following automatically then on my audio time, I would choose your content because it's more relevant to my problems. And this is where we get back the idea of the value that we started with. Because you bring the value that you wanted to provide, but you bring it in a way that fits my natural consumption. And then uh, uh, you, you create uh, content wins. The moments that I, I we wanted to provide content and create trust and awareness, so if a brand takes valuable content and fit it uh, in a natural way to your time and invests more efforts uh, in turning that content into a format that would fit, this is going to be a brand that you favor, it, favor uh, more than others because it respected you. Uh, and the interesting thing is that if uh, statistics talk about uh, $5,000 to create the ebook, the cost of turning it into an audio web player would be around 25% of that, which is kind of, you already created it. Why not spend another 25% and training it to something that would actually allow people to work? And I think the questions that marketers should ask, we, we, we all love to do A-B tests, right? On our ads and stuff like this. So think of two options. One uh, ad saying, download our ebook. It's crazy. It gets, it has tons of content. It will make you a more updated professional. Or this, the second offering says, download our ebook and listen to that on the go. So what would be more relevant for your audience to choose? Uh, so, so I think it's trivial because we don't need to explain audio anymore. Right, right now, what we need to do is move it out of the podcast arena and start using it on our uh, content strategy and creating everything you will do in audio format. Uh, and I have another uh, idea. This is something that we've been trying recently. And we talked earlier before we started recording, uh, we talked about hacks that your audience would probably want to, to think about. So I, I have an hack, a hack that we've been working with for I think four weeks or so. So this is, I don't have good enough statistics to share when it's working, uh, but I totally think this is something that every marketer that listens to us have, have to has to try. Think about posting an ad. I'll, I'll give you the full philosophy that we were playing with recently. We posted a, a paid ad on Facebook, and 
the reason why we chose Facebook is that on the targeting preferences of the ad, you can choose the devices that you're going to use. So what we chose is to uh, put our ads only in desktop. Uh, the reason why we did that is that our ad was a visual uh, image that talks about, there's text saying, uh, it was actually sharing a, a blog post that provides some guidelines on uh, marketing. And it has a visual that kind of fits the content. And in addition to the image, it has a QR code that allows you to scan that. So what we wanted to see, basically the story is professionals getting to the content on desktop. So they're probably busy. They're in their middle of their work, kind of you know browsing what's on Facebook or trying to do something there. And then they bump into content that fits them. But again, they wouldn't read a blog post, but then they get the QR code, which is kind of interesting. And then you ask yourself, what is that? I, I never bumped into a QR code on, a, on an ad. So then you scan it and then you find out is that, that, that you have the ability not to read the content, you can actually click on play. And then what happens is that it's interesting and you want to see what it is and then you click on play and then we have the experience of actually having a, a professional narrator or me recording myself for example and then you actually start listening to me and then you can actually continue doing what you just did while listening to me so think of what personal connection we are able to create in two seconds by turning you from desktop visual desktop into audio mobile with a code, QR code plus a promising uh, title and an audio version. So at the end of that, we actually put a call to action button that says, tell us about your experience after you listen to the content. And what I did, I, I just played with it. I, I recorded myself and I'm saying, we're trying something new. I, I wanna know what you think about that. If, you're, if you liked it or didn't like it, just click on the button below and Tell me what you think. And it led to a Google form. J just, you know, the easiest way to try that. And the amazing thing is that people started to fill in the form, which basically means that they actually went through the whole process. They started on desktop. They found it. They scanned the code. They listened to the content and they called and they clicked the button, which from my point of view is a crazy uh, behavior on 2022 to get from people. Uh, so, so I think... This uh, basically opens the door for you to think about audio becoming a way for you to communicate your content outside of the podcast world, which I totally respect. We're here and I think it's super valuable to have that. But you have other types of content that should also live in audio outside of the podcast world. Uh, so basically, another element that we do is track the behavior to see what content works and what content doesn't work. Uh, and another element that's worth mentioning is that we have three types of ways to create audio. You can actually use text-to-speech mechanisms, which have grown to be good enough. Mainly in English, I don't... In Hebrew, it's not relevant. It's not good enough yet. Uh, in other languages, I can't tell you because I don't speak most of them. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm not, I'm not a good candidate to give a feedback on that, even though we do try different languages uh, from time to time and get feedback around that. So some of them are relevant. Uh, then you have professionals who can record your content. And amazingly, uh, content on audio would be much cheaper than video. Uh, and in some cases, much cheaper than even than text. Because if we get an audio version of that session, 
it would actually it required us spending 45 minutes together and the content is already there but if we would try to turn it into an ebook we would actually spend two months optimizing that and ending up with text which is kind of amazingly audio would be cheaper to produce uh, even if you work with professional narrators which are kind of you can find them anywhere uh, and the other option would be to actually start creating voice with our own voice. So even if I'm not the most uh, radiophonic uh, voice owner and, you know, I, I'm, I don't have the best English and I'm not that fluent and so on, the, the, the interesting thing that happens is that I break the ice and then you get a feeling of somebody real out there, which is something that, you know, every brand wants to create a, uh, a personal... Uh, interaction and we talk about you know one of the main uh, uh, tools on marketing is tone of voice if you think about the tone of voice of a brand you find out the tone of voice actually comes from audio you know it's the way that i'm speaking with you and when you listen to that you can actually break the ice and make a personal meeting with the brand that easily and and i think this is kind of uh, magical this is something that we didn't even start to explore because if you look at text, we basically tried everything, right? We have tweets, we have ebooks, we have uh, posts on social media, we have blogs. It, you you know what options text brings. If you talk about video, we have TikTok, we have uh, Instagram videos, we have stories, we have uh, I don't know TED talks, we have uh, YouTube. You get the options; they're endless, but but you, you know them. And if you go to audio, everybody thinks that podcast is the only option, which is kind of crazy. They have, we also had uh, 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 Clubhouse, right? There was a, I think there were a few, a few months where everybody talked about Clubhouse becoming something new. And the, the same way it, it uh, got, the same way it kind of disappeared recently, I didn't hear the word Clubhouse. This is why it took me three seconds to, get the name but uh i didn't hear the name clubhouse i think for for four months or so even though it still exists but you know it's not that relevant anymore but we did bump into a different type of audio and i think what we're going to see over the next uh, few years is audio types of content uh, bursting across interactions again because i think it's the only option left because video is crowded Text is crowded. Nobody finds time to consume. And audio basically fits your time in a way that allows you to consume that while doing something else or when you're on the go, which is the only time that you can actually find to communicate uh, these days, these crazy days. So I think yeah. this is kind of the philosophy behind why, why content marketers should start thinking about audio uh, and how they can actually move into that by actually taking whatever content they have and wrapping up that in a branded player uh, and actually sharing that as a link uh, without the need of asking people to download an app or kind of feeding it into their journey naturally. Uh, and this is something our platform can uh, can help do uh, for a professional who would be interested to explore that. Got it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, interesting, you know, uh, I like your points that it's better to choose something that not overcrowd, yeah, uh, jump there. And yeah, audio uh, today is popular. 
uh, I don't remember exactly the data, but 40% of uh, Americans are listening to audio podcasts. So <laughs> I think on they... a weekly basis. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at their gender, their, their, uh, their uh, generations, by the way, you see that amazingly podcasts, uh, they started as a niche. Mm-hmm. But today, everybody on all ages consume audio. So what happened is that during COVID, we were actually educated to move into audio. So you have uh, the elder and generation uh, boomers, X, Y, and Z already consuming content on audio. So the thing is that you don't need to explain that anymore, which is kind of amazing because, again, three years ago, nobody knew what I'm talking about. I was actually explaining. I, I'm actually getting information on the go. It's crazy. I'm actually becoming, you know, I had a situation where I was able to get into a room as a speaker mm-hmm. and create a situation where I'm the the one who's actually known. I know things. For example, I was saying, you know, there's a... There was a, a, an article on Forbes talking about that, and I was kind of talking about the article. I didn't tell anybody I didn't read the article, mm-hmm. which is kind of, uh, I was kind of, uh, you know, winning, winning content. I didn't, cons- I didn't read it, and I was already know what's there. So I think this, is, this became the standard for everybody. And now we have to get uh, the idea that we're stuck on text creation or video creation and move that towards audio, by the way, as well as doing the other types of content. Have your content repurposed both on, have it on text, on video, and on audio. Give your audience the ability to choose. But the thing is that I I think for the first time, we actually did a survey uh, with our followers recently. We asked them, uh, we're going to publish awesome new content for marketers, demand generation, and stuff like this. Uh, what format would be best for you to consume? Would you like it in video? Would you like it in text? Or would you like it in audio? And 51% chose audio, mm-hmm. which is kind of amazing. It, it's for me, it's the, the answer that I was kind of uh, asking to figure out whether it's worth the effort. So they say they would actually prefer to get it in audio because the other formats, they just don't find the time to consume. So. Yeah, by the way, it depends on the audience, you know, because I Definitely. asked the same question <laughs> and I got it. Uh, in most cases, people uh, are consuming video content. They love it. So, yeah. So I think uh, it depends what content you create and what audience you have. Uh, but yeah. I think another thing that's worth mentioning is that it goes back to the value that you talked about at the beginning of yeah, our conversation. Exactly. Because when you create content that's not relevant for your audience, it basically doesn't matter what format you're going to give it to me because I'm not interested in consuming. So, for example, the new features you just published, sending it on my news on a newsletter by email, you know, I, you have to find a very specific audience that's super excited about your product and they're looking for your next feature. Mm-hmm. In other cases, they don't care about that. They want to get done with their job and get home. And your, your email is, is interrupting in their way, so they will actually remove that. So we mm-hmm. could add a, a QR code in that email and ask them, scan and listen to the new features. I'll, I'll share it in voice. But what will happen is that in most cases, they wouldn't scan it because they just don't want to know what your new features are. They don't care about your new PR and the new collaboration for your, your company with that company or the fact that you raised another amount of funding to get bigger. I don't care about that. It doesn't change my my world. But if we go back to content marketing, which is dealing with how to allow me to be a better professional, 
and then you put it in a way that would be easier for me to consume that, then when I get to my audio time, I would actually choose to consume your content because it is most more relevant for me. So mm-hmm. this goes back to, I think what audio does is clears the mess that we've created on text because we started creating content for Google instead of for human beings. And we started giving more value to keywords and Google gave more value to content that pays more than content that is better. And I think audio basically makes makes brings back the order and kind of brings back the the the, the logic behind that because you wouldn't spend forty five minutes listening to somebody talking about something you don't care. You would just yeah. click on next and get them out of your life in two seconds. Uh, so audio doesn't give you any other option. You have to be valuable, which is awesome because then you create relationships and trust and all, all, all the things that we try to create. So I think yeah, uh, audio is a good uh, 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 filter for optimizing your content. And, and, and you see it in, in results. If your content is interesting and valuable, people are going to listen to that from start to end. Yeah, nice. Well explained. Thanks a lot, Tal. Yeah, no, it's a big pleasure to learn from you. Yeah, <laughs> you know your stuff. You know uh, how to create something new and how to uh, satisfy users' audience, uh, new users, and yeah, to provide content that they want to consume. Uh, just tell how people can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. So uh, I, I'm available mainly on uh, LinkedIn uh, in, in my name, Tal Florentin, as you can see, and you can uh, also follow Samurai. Samurai is S-U-M-M-U-R-A-I.com. Uh, so you can look at it uh, on Google, www.samurai.com. Uh, S-U-M-M, it's from Summary, and also on uh, social media. And I'll be happy to have any conversation with anybody who wants to learn more. Yeah, nice, nice. Thanks a lot for taking your time, for sharing all these valuable insights. Yeah, it's a big pleasure pleasure to get you on my show. And thanks, guys, for listening and watching us. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.